What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. And I'm C.G. Erickson. And today we have guest Zach Campo. Recurring guest. Recurring guest. Yes. This might be like my fourth time. Yes. Oh, no, I'm Definitely. It's been a while, though. At least fourth. It's been some time. I have the hiccups. I'm going to say that right away because even in the intro, um, you'll hear me. It, it's not going right now, but it's just like a little bloop in my... A little bloop. A little bloop. There you go. A little bloop in the thing. So, you know, sorry about my hiccups. She's had them all day, folks. On and Since off. Since this morning, all day. on and off. It's been, it's like a plague. I think she's been cursed. She's been practicing <laughs> speeches <laughs> with hiccups. Well, I want to, you know, I want to run for president. I mean, not not really, but, you know, but you guys were saying that would be an awesome speech filled with hiccups. The yeah, presidential like you, speech. You're, you're like initial announcement that like hey i'm running for president and you're just hiccuping the whole time (laughs) no i mean if you are the president you got to give a speech you got to get up there whether you got the goddamn hiccups or not you got to get it done so i mean which is like 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 mind-blowing that there's never been a presidential speech or like a powerful political speech where the person (laughs) is not hiccuping during like what are the odds that like think about how frequently hiccups occur Right. And how many speeches there have been across time and no one's had the hiccups during the speech, which makes it is also is it a mental thing? Is hiccups an actually a mental thing where like if you like once the anxiety of like um, giving a speech like focuses your mind to a point where like your body's like, all right, we're not going to hiccup now. <laughs> not for me. I feel like mine does the opposite. I feel like when it's showtime, you're going to start to hiccup. I feel, I mean, honestly, I go on stage a lot and I normally don't get hiccups. Yeah, you, you've never gotten hiccups while you're giving stand-up? I think a couple times maybe, but then they went away as I was on stage. But See? no, I do. Th- I mean, I always say this, mind, body, spirit connection's real, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's spiritual, emotional, and physical. I think it's mm-hmm. all of it. And I think it's o- always all of it. I mean, it's deeper than I can even imagine because then you could say, what about someone born with something like what the you know <laughs> the hiccups that poor bastard was born with the hiccups <laughs> you know what i'm saying no uh, i don't know what you mean <laughs> anyway i think about that a lot what like being of, like, born with well like, like i go back and forth on it um into like saying like someone born with you know severe mental illness or whether it be um you know developmentally challenged or like autism and like trying to be like well what's spiritual thing is this you know like i try so i try to be careful with that sometimes you have to be careful (laughs) with that stuff there's a woman who i do like teal swan who i know got some heat because when she's saying like no victim mentality or like you're born with like karmic stuff i'm i don't want to butcher what she says but i i understood what she was saying but people got upset like oh you're saying you know, it's karmic that these kids are poor in other countries or someone who's born with like a, 
a real physical defect like are you saying like no victimhood they deserve that you know so it's tricky to like really get into because I don't know the answers to how god goddess universe works and makes decisions about circumstances but like I do try to live by the roomy quote live as if everything's rigged in your favor I try so even when something happens that seems horrific I try to like find the growth in it Mm -hmm. but like if if I was born with like a gimpy arm would it be my parents fault (laughs) is it is this what we're your past life so so like or past like what did they do that gave me that specific ailment of a gimpy arm you know what i mean it's all i think about that a lot myself so no i don't know deep guy i don't know if you guys knew that (laughs) i do know that actually Uh, no like that's been like uh, honestly something from the since covid occurred like almost two years ago now i've really kind of had like a deep self-reflection on my time studying what we would call new age. Like I don't even like using, I don't like labeling things, but it is like the new age uh, spiritual teachings. And I'm going to say a lot of people revealed themselves as what we would call cardboard saints during this time as really like, there's been a ton of like spiritual bypassing and things like people go like quick to jump to things like, um, you know, the things like, oh, you manifest your reality and you're responsible for this and that. And in how it's used as like a almost toxic individualism and not seeing how this COVID thing has been like a, a showing of actually how deeply interconnected we all are. Does that make sense? And so like when I see things like, you know, some spiritual teachers saying things like you manifest, you know, your own reality and this is your karma and no victim mentality Sometimes it's done from a place of, you know, good intention of like empowering someone to be like, all right, you're staying in the story of victimhood, but it's only keeping you there and shifting you away from that to empower yourself. And sometimes people use it as like no victimhood as a way of excusing their own um, responsibility in creating the circumstances that create a world of, you know, massive poverty and you know deep injustices and things like that if if you're picking up what i'm putting down (laughs) (laughs) well there's like so much in that too i could obviously talk about uh you called it cardboard saints from a particular school but just the concept of it how do i say it almost like being flat like not having depth to it it's one thing to be able to recite quotes it's another thing to actually live it. And everyone talks about authenticity and that's great. It's what it's all about. But authenticity is authenticity. It's not what everyone thinks it should be. Mm-hmm. It's just what truth is. Yeah. And I have found that tricky because a lot of the spiritual teachers I met, I felt like their version of my spirituality wasn't my authenticity. Like I'm very spiritual but I'm also a comedian who talks about my vagina. I mean, there are better sure. examples, <laughs> better examples than that. But like there was a lot of guilt as I was healing. Like I thought I was supposed to heal certain parts that were mm-hmm. good about me. Cause I was like, oh, but this doesn't fit in with like the babbling brook and like that t- 
typical guru. Zen. Yeah, but yeah. I I know I've claimed like I know I am very spiritual. I have a lot of depth, and yet I'm very fucking human. You know, yeah. and you've helped me with that, that too. You know, like I think. I didn't realize it, but like when... I'm basically like, as long as you have body, like it's all good. <laughs> and then I've been a big supporter of that for a, for a really long time. So it feels good. Well, I'm that is pretty deep actually, because once again, mind, body, spirit connection. Wow. So no, like, so you having your experiences with, with siege, I'm having the experiences of being in the uh, field of social work. So I, I've, I've like, I'm viewing my spirit, quote unquote, spiritual journey, like going from the top and then working my way down. Whereas like I started when I was in my young 20s, like, you know, changing my relationship to spirit or uh, developing a new relationship to spirituality when I was a raised Catholic. And then like around like the high school time, I kind of just kind of rejected the whole thing and just I wasn't atheistic, but I just did not have a conscious relationship to whatever it be, God or whatever you may call it. And so I kind of started at this jumping right to like, oh, everything is oneness, everything is unity, um, you know, love is the answer, kind of like going directly there. And with that, in my own personal development, I also had like an unhealthy relationship to like who I was. And I kind of felt guilty about like, you know, the human parts of myself of like not being good enough or not being spiritual enough, quote unquote. And so I kind of had this perception of like, I need to be better good to be the certain type of spirituality and getting into the field of social work has kind of like made me work my way down into like being a human again. Cause you know, I'm, I talk to people and I'm in the world of very real material suffering something that you've experienced very real and it's you're a very embodied person like you're very here and that was something I kind of forgot along the way of like wanting to be spiritual and find my own healing and stuff and my most recent I guess spiritual revelation was that like this thing never ends you know I I was kind of in this place of constant striving of like awakening more and being more enlightened and doing this and doing that things to make me more whatever but like you'll never get there like you'll have it for a moment but then like you're still here like i'm still in this body and i'm still just chilling so like be here yeah like i like to think there is an end like that you reach you know what i mean like a goal and like a place that you do reach or you can reach or you can like reach enlightenment or something like that but I keep kind of finding out, like, I'm like, you know, I'm thinking I'm about there, and then I'm, mm-hmm. nothing, <laughs> nothing happened. <laughs> like, nothing happened. Yeah. Like, but, uh, but, like, that's yeah. the part. Like, you you go to sleep, you wake up, you go to sleep, you wake up. Things cycle. Like, you feel, like, you have moments of, like, you know, deep enlightenment of, like, holy shit. Like, I see things. And then, you know, life happens. We go back into the human experience where we get caught up in our, imperfectness and I always feel 100% enlightened just so we all no I don't <laughs> <laughs> sorry I didn't drop <laughs> no but like um that's uh again my frustration with like a lot of people who and I think this is just a, a consequence of the world of living in a world of capitalism is people who brand themselves in the whole thing of branding as like spiritual people everyone from like 
Joe Dispenza to um, I'm trying to think people like Aubrey Marcus, these types of people who are like, I think they, they do some good stuff and like there's definitely a lot of truth there, but they have to put on the, to continue to make money and to continue to keep playing the game of capitalism. They kind of like have to keep, um, I don't know. They're not really just being truly authentic in a way. I think like they're constantly like pre- performing this, like I'm this spiritual person. Um, very openly I am spiritual people uh, they make me nervous a little bit they, it's like they're <laughs> trying to look into my soul when they talk to me like how are you really and I like I don't want them to see my soul like it's a little bit dirty it's a little bit I'm like hold on can we just chill back a little bit have a, you know you don't have like, a dirty they, soul I mean my soul's a little bit like tarnished everyone has the light and the dark within mm-hmm. non-duality Chia. okay <laughs> It's the yin yang. We all have light and shadow. So like if you're talking about your shadow, well, guess what, buddy? We all have it. (laughs) So like because I know you very well and like Mm. your dark parts are not very dark. Like you you keep me in line. Like I'm a pretty moral person. But like if I if I pick up something at Rite Aid and then decide I don't want it, I'll go to like put it on the wrong shelf and he'll be like we cannot do that i've never nice. seen somebody who enjoys it so much when someone else's ta- car is being towed she's like "Ooh, they car being towed and i'm like why are you so excited no it's the-? not i'm like they could have called the tow truck themselves they could have had a flat no. tire she's like "Ooh, that motherfucker getting towed she loves it i don't know why no, it's no, funny because no, no, no. she has a great heart but when it comes to people's car getting towed she loves it somebody's car is getting it's, towed it's not like i'm I'm enjoying the person's annoyance or pain. They're suffering. There's just uh, something. That's what the laugh sounds no. like when you do it. Like, oh, I'm not being towed. You know. Getting towed is one of the most an- annoying pain in the ass things that's happened to me. <laughs> yeah. That's happened to me like a bunch of times, especially like driving into Manhattan for the first like two months I was going in. Uh-huh. My car was getting <laughs> towed because like all the oh, signs God. are like. You can yeah, park here so from confusing. here, but not then. Yeah, and yeah. I just, I like now I'm good at it, but back then. So it's just the worst. So it's more of like, it's like, oh, damn. Like that is the, but I do get a little like, oh, damn. <laughs> but it's like, not like I'm so, happy there in pain. It's no, just like, I, I, it's like, oh, fuck. No, it's like if she saw the neighbor slapping their kid, she's like, ooh, no, are slapping not. her kid again? Like, no, it's I the way, that's the way she oh, says no, it. It's kind of like she caught yeah. somebody doing something naughty. No, but that's a bad example because if I saw someone hitting their oh, kid, you'd call I'd curse them. Oh, yeah. No. But, but like, I understand humor <laughs> is a response to like shitty things, horrible things. When it's like, and it's easier to do like when I get what you're mean. Like, like, man, that fucking sucks so much that like, like when someone, when, yeah. <laughs> when a friend will tell me like a really just like unfortunate story, that's not like life or death type of stuff where something like they tell me a story about like getting their tar car towed or you know, getting drunk and then they get stuck and stranded at this person. Whether they're telling the story, even though it's a horrible experience and not fun, it's like I laugh at it because I'm I like, right. I'm like, man, that fucking sucks. Like, and it's, so I understand it's over that already. And yeah, so you can't yeah, laugh and it's and like, not be that, you know, they can't be that yeah. mad at you. Like you're not, and you're it's not, over. Like, you're not in it anymore. You're okay. Yeah. Afterwards. <laughs> but like, yeah, I get what you mean. It's oh my gosh. Um, I want to bring this up. This is a random twist. And we can get back to that at any time, whatever. But um, 
So the other day, CG had a call, like, I guess, I don't want to, yeah, I guess like a bank kind of thing, but he was on hold, right? And uh, like on hold forever. (laughs) But they were messing up the thing. So it would be like, it would be like, it would be like, You've got two people in front of you and only yeah, this no, like amount of minutes. They told you every 30 seconds they told you it was like you have 25 people in front of you with an average wait time of one minute and 45 seconds each. So I guess you multiply that. But, it was but then it was, down, it was fucking up. It was going up. down slow. It was going down slow. No. Okay. So it was fucking up though. Cause it would be like, you have two people in front of you. And then all of a sudden it was like, you have 25 people in front of you. So we were like, what the fuck? So we put it on speaker. And then like, we were like, (laughs) while on hold, I started getting frisky, right? So one thing led to another. I didn't tell her to do this. And we had no idea. I was not not the guilty part. Okay, whatever. We were, that's fine. We were planning on like, (laughs) it just sounded like it was going to be forever. Like Uh all of a sudden it went from two people to 25. So we start. <laughs> it was taking a while, dude. It just I mean, happened. like, yeah, I mean, like, a good idea. It was the morning. A good we use the bed down. Do ne- we put the phone down next? That's to a the good bed use of time. Speaker. We thought we would hear as soon as the person, because it yeah. was like we thought we would hear as soon as the person was like, "Hello, oh, man. Oh, man. oh man. <laughs> We. The person we did not Basically, hear the person till they were getting till they were hanging. <laughs> no, no, no. We, at the climax. <laughs> We basically like, I was like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> whatever I do when I climax, whatever weird noise I make and stuff like that. And then I hear the half of a message like, this is what we you know, and she tells us the number and we, and that's, we're like, that's a fucking person. We're like, how long is she on for? So like we climaxed as they were picking up. It was so fucked up, dude. That's great. It was so it fucked was up. So I was like, I was like, no, we missed it. I was so upset. Yeah. And too. he was like on hold for forever. So, so the call he, like, back? He, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I called back like the next day, dude. Well, I had to get it done. Yeah, not then. It wasn't like, like you probably it, made their day. Though. That was probably I the best. Know. That was probably the best thing that happened to them at work. Wow, they're like, holy shit, these people are fucking. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably telling all their coworkers. <laughs> it's recorded. They're like, listen. Recorded for quality purposes. So I don't know if somebody's playing it back now or what. But I know, you know, I know I don't make flattering noises. I know that's a fact. <laughs> no. So I it was, like fun. To it was just ridiculous. We were like, well, I okay, couldn't that fucking believe that happened. <laughs> we couldn't just, have set that up any worse. Breathing. Just, <sighs> 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 Wait, where was yeah. the phone in relationship to? Where, floor, it was on like the floor us. right next to us. Okay. So like, yeah, it was on the floor. We're not, but it's on speaker. We can hear the whole yeah. thing. Oh my God. <laughs> so that happened pretty that's all good though it's not that em- embarrassing they no, only we're got all adults we're full adults what does that even mean like it like we're allowed to have sex <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with a little <laughs> sex <laughs> it's don't fine. be so ashamed about it <laughs> yeah come on see. no it was Let's embarrassing at first i was like we had sex <laughs> we were having sex <laughs> Well, what you were talking about, you know, kind of breaking off from a religious way of thinking and like you had your own journey with that. Are you serious? (laughs) You had your own (laughs) journey with that of like being turbo into Jesus your whole life and going to like private. Me and Jesus were tight when I was growing up. I think Jesus is still your friend. What uh, what (laughs) sect of Christianity were you? 
We were non-denominational. Okay. That's the non-judgmental That's, Christian Christians. But also, those are the hardcore Christians. How is that? How come they're so hardcore when they're non-denominational? It's because it's like it doesn't matter. Jesus loves you so much. The rules don't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. That's it's like in the intense. Yeah, that's Whereas like Catholic is kind of like they push it by guilt. Like man, if you don't fucking love Jesus, <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> like it's kind of like that. Yeah, and the you Catholic did that too. And Catholics though. just like show up to they like Catholics show up to church on Sunday because they're like, well, if I don't go. I'm not going to make it he- like they feel dragged by guilt just Catholic guilt. Like there's whole lives are just driven by guilt. Um, whereas like non-denominational, they're kind of like, they're doing it out of like, they want to be there <laughs> and it's much more like positive reinforcement to Jesus. It's like, he loves even though there's so still, even though much. there's still a lot of <laughs> fucked up shit within it. Depends on what church you go to, obviously, too. You couldn't get laid in like, my high some, school. Some like I know that. Okay. <laughs> no one was getting laid in my high school. May, you know what? It's you went to a Christian high school? I went to a Christian non-denominational high school, and uh, and no one was having any sex. Yeah. And Which was upsetting. I. You know what? You know what would be funny? If, like, actually it was just me not having sex, and I didn't even know the other kids <laughs> were, were having sex, and I was the loser... That would be kind of mm. funny too, but I'm pretty damn sure nobody was getting laid. Mm-hmm. So was it just called? Was it a born again? Were you born again? You're fucking right, I was. Was it? But like, was it a born again like Christian? Like, I don't, like, there's so many oh, yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They say they say born again. I thought all Christians said that because everyone we went to. So I guess my family was into the born again. Mm-hmm. They're like, you have to say born again. You don't say born again. You're just were you you're bullshit. Were you? Um, <laughs> Is your family uh, more conservative-minded in terms of, like, political as well? Um, Conservative as opposed to liberal? Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to be gay, definitely. That's another thing I observed. There's also, like, like within the Catholic Church, there's kind of a split in terms of, like, people who are, like, conservative politically and also just, like, Democrat. Not, like, really progressive, but, like, still, like, democratic much more of those like sects of christianity or like non-denominational born again they're much more like hardcore conservative oh yeah i guess that does make sense oh, not yeah, saying, yeah. i'm not saying it's all but they tend to be more because even though nobody's having sex you're still not allowed to be gay exactly you know what i mean like yeah. they're still not letting you like they're, they're like hardcore on that like they're, they're they are very like anti-gay yeah yeah so you're not allowed to be gay look gay talk gay i don't know no, the pope the, the catholic pope's kind of like getting down he's getting better with it yeah Is he, he? says he says like yeah. civil unions are no longer a sin i love how they just like decide like yeah, like, like yeah, hundreds I've of years this. of killing gay people and then all, they're like you know what actually not a sin like, like yeah. listen the sins the sins can change <laughs> yeah. okay the sins aren't just the same over the over the years the, the sins can change they evolve have you watched you, i started watching mid, this morning i started watching midnight mass on netflix have you watched it we, yet we started we watching started. it right okay yeah we and then have it wasn't to the show more. we thought People it was keep, so we didn't we we stopped because we were like i forget what it was that someone recommended <laughs> What? Is Midnight Mass Stephen King? No. It's the guy, it's the people who did like, um, I think American Horror Story as well. Oh. The, the, the Bly Manor and uh, Haunting of Hill House. I don't know if that's the same people as American Horror Story. But 
it's a lot it's all about like it's this catholic church on this island and i'm i'm being reminded of like all the catholic hymns is there and the stuff island with say. the cats on it yes all right we started it we did start that yeah 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 okay Maybe island with the cats yeah. yeah crockett island i'm just like ultimately be who you are i mean that's so easy but like not if who you are <laughs> goes and punches people like just in the face out of nowhere or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like then, then, then you, figure yeah. out everything. <laughs> so the rule, there's no rules. It's like, be who you are. Yeah. But like, if you suck, don't be who you are. Well, cause I, I remember had experience with just that. Don't suck. I feel like it's just like, don't suck is basically the main rule like that you should follow. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to follow, but yeah. I'm not always successful. Me too. Despite Sometimes I suck though. Real bad. Relationality and context always matter. That's what I'm learning. So, like, I remember that, like, just, like, be who you are. Like, express yourself. Blah, blah, blah. And I remember I had, And you like, work with a, mental patients. They might just jerk <laughs> off on the street if you say who you are. You know, be who you are. Like, that, that shit happens. But, so. yeah, but, like, I'm, like, coming back more into, like, we do live in a world of, like, interconnectedness. And we live with one another. And we live, like, socially, collectively. And I had a viewpoint twist on that before I was teaching a yoga class a few years ago and this one guy is in there very new age like you just like oh you know I'm all about the vibes and you know very disconnected he's very spiritual bypassing and it was like a um, restorative yoga class which is very like relaxing and supposed to be like quiet and soothing and during throughout the um, class he would just let out these deep <sighs> like very like unnecessary size of relaxation and like, oh, oh, he would do that like throughout. And then there's like multiple people in the group and it was just very unnecessary and very weird. And like, if I was like, I thought it was weird. I'm like, this definitely, it's like also to the point it's like disturbing the other people in the group. Yeah. And after the he afterwards he was like you know I'm just really trying to practice just I've been I've always held myself back uh, from being who I truly am and I'm just like <laughs> I'm done with that so like and you're that, like dude you need to get back into but that like, because I'm like, you're I get up. it I get like you're trying but like you also still live in a world of other people so like you're using it as an excuse to just be like inconsiderate yeah you know being yeah. yourself doesn't mean to be fucking inconsiderate it doesn't mean like well hey my 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 deepest self says i should go out into the middle of main street and start beating my dick like yeah you want to do that like technically you have the freedom to do so yeah. but you also have the freedom to get arrested on. in that yeah <laughs> i mean yeah because you told that person like do you <laughs> and then certain people you don't yeah. don't do you like don't you don't want them to do them. And that's what that would make a terrible world. Yeah. So it's like the advice that you give, like it's gotta be, it's gotta be patterned to the person you're talking How about to. This? Yeah. If you're awesome, totally <laughs> do, do you. you. If you're the shit, do you. But if you're not, which is most of you, chill the fuck out. That's the advice. Just sit inside. <laughs> sit in your fucking house. Just continue to watch Netflix. Until you waste away. Oh try not God. try not to bother people, okay? Because people are trying to chill and not trying to do what you're doing. Yeah. No, cool, I'm all cool about... Cool people only. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm 
no, I've I've been around that. That's the faux spiritualism stuff. Yeah. It's like one of the facets of it that I can't like the two. It was it happened at this one dance class in Manhattan too, where it's like free movement, and I'm into that. Except there was one dude. Well, there's more than one that was out of pocket, oh, but definitely. one angry. Like literally just like hacking his legs away and bumping into people. And you're like, that's not cool. Like you're now it's doing affecting you, other people. You're hurt. And he did. He hurt one of my friends. He like ended up like slamming right down on her leg. So like there are limitations to the do you. It's not do you where it's like hurting other to people. To me, there's <laughs> severe limitations. Yeah, yeah. I don't want people to do them. <laughs> I want people to chill the fuck out. Relax. You know, have a lot of constraints on yourself so you don't bother me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm kind of against this. This is back to like Puritan. <laughs> this is like Puritan Christianity where it's just like you keep your fucking belt buckled. Keep that chastity belt on. You, chill you the do fuck not touch out, yourself. Yeah, you yeah. sit there and you don't speak to adults unless you are spoken to. See, and then it was that. It was that that made the do you movement. It was that because that was so That's bad. The- then people were like, just do you. Do what no, the fuck you want. This and is- then, you know, but you can't be too extreme. Either way, like, you're fucking up, man. Yeah, because if, if, if I end. completely do me, like, I would go and pick whatever house I want and tell that family to get out. I'd be like, I'm just doing me. I'm doing <laughs> I me. want your house. Listen, get it. Get your you children. Do- get your baby. Get your children <laughs> out of the house because I'm doing me. Okay, just because you don't do you doesn't mean exactly. You know, this but my right. soul doesn't really want that because I would hurt. If to you see were doing you, you would have already out. brought those feral cats from the park home. Exactly. If you were doing you for real, there's a whole pack of wild cats at the park. She goes and walks at, them. and she's you know she told me like, listen, if they followed me to the car, like I can't help that. <laughs> and I'm like, you can fucking help that. That doesn't mean you bring them home. They don't know because they followed you to your car that you're gonna now abduct them and they're. Never Never gonna see yeah, they don't want again. that. It doesn't like you're kidnapping them. It doesn't mean that they want to be no, your if they pet. Like they latch don't know. on. If it like latches on, has like a piggyback ride. I told you it's gonna latch on your back, if, and you're if, gonna I said like if that the cat, cat. If any of these cats follow me <laughs> two miles away from where they are, shaking cold, clawing at me, <laughs> calling me mom, then I'm taking it. That meow I get it. mixed with I get mom it. right there was pretty impressive. I'm not going to lie Thank to you. Thank you. That was like a cartoon character that you did right there. And yeah. I was, but I said only in that. Kind of captured only in that. Oh, you didn't say that at all. Yes, I you did. Said, if I it said, follows me, I can't help it. And that meant like if the thing But I told with, you how far away my car's parked from And that, I've seen what you it do. It would be crazy. You beckon to them. <laughs> to fi- I've seen what you do. You beckon to them to come. They don't want to come at all. That's not and true. You beckon for like a good Yo, these hour. cats they, love me. No, they do love you. They do love you. I wasn't I'm their friend. <laughs> I'm going to bring home a turkey vulture if you keep talking like this. She's friends with I the tur- turkey I love these turkey vultures, vultures they there. out there. Do they eat the cats? No, they're like friends. They, mm, they work together. They they're so cute. The sa- they chill in the same like area. And they just chill. It's like a ton of them. They're no, just and chilling. there's like, the, the other day we went there, there were a hundred turkey vultures in the trees. It's been well, probably because like the, the cats, sometimes cats just kill for fun. <laughs> like they'll just kill something. They don't really eat it. They're just like, oh, I'm just going to kill this thing. And they probably kill it. <laughs> they probably kill the rabbits and the rodents and stuff like that. And then the vultures are like, all right, we'll eat it. Definitely wow. what they're doing. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's definitely what they're doing. They kill well, for also, fun. You want these animals to kill like, for fun? Sometimes they'll eat, the but sometimes they're just like, oh, 
there's that thing that I'm programmed to kill. I'm not hungry right now, but <laughs> I, I, I enjoy killing shit. And so it goes and just like breaks the rabbit's neck and just drags it out and plays around with it. And it's like, all right. And see, then the I, Tolkien vulture would come by and be like, well, you're not going to eat it. I'll eat it. See, I Circle of life. I didn't know that at all. Communism. This is good to have an educated person on the show. I hate when you say that every time because you can say so it without making me say Yeah. <laughs> he could be like, wow, you're smart, Zach. He doesn't have to be like, wow, what a change to talk to someone educated. <laughs> it's it's hurtful, these fucking idiot. Yeah, re- he's like, What a refreshing <laughs> change. <laughs> yeah. My God. <laughs> someone who went to school... I did go to I school. I know, so did I, but we're for not our education. Smart, so it's nice to have Zach here. You, we're all smart here, CG. In, in ways. <laughs> you're like, you're doing your teacher thing again. We also have like, we're all smart You here. also have like great wisdom, CG. Like. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by Care-of. Care-of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best and supports you long-term. They are vitamins and supplements that are delivered to you, which is so convenient. Your vitamin recommendations come in daily, individually wrapped packets that are perfect for getting back into a routine. The packaging is super cute with quotes on them. They're high quality, you can see and taste. Care-of's products are formulated with good-for-you clean ingredients that are backed by science. You take an in-depth five-minute online quiz, which I found unique, engaging, and fun. Then you follow Care-of's expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. What you receive is totally up to you. For 50% off your first Care-of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code INVASION50. Once again, for 50% off your first Care-of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code INVASION50. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Sorry, the other day I started reading um, Man's Search for Meaning for the first time. Do you know? You happen to know what that book is? I don't. It so, sounds pretty self-explanatory. So it's <laughs> by... Um, this man named Viktor Frankl, he oh. he was a prisoner in Auschwitz during the Holocaust. Oh, okay, right, and right. he okay. I definitely did study this at some point, but I mean, like the, really something you said in the earlier of in the earlier part of the podcast about like just like being in your like every day, but like all right, now I have today. What are we gonna do? And like finding a purpose each day, and like to move progress forward each day. Like that's kind of like a lesser uh, explanation of what kind of this book came from. He, like, he details everything that he experienced. I won't say everything he experienced in uh, Auschwitz, but the way he talks about it, he's talking about it from this place of how he was able to observe um, purpose and a reason to continue on as he witnessed these horrible things throughout the concentration camp. Um, and essentially is, you know, his final message of it is regardless of the situation that you're in, like you can find a purpose within your suffering to give you a reason to continue on. And he says that was the reason why the people that did survive survived, you know, like obviously some people, 
were just killed because of, you know, he wasn't victim blaming anyone, but he said the ones that did survive, it was like, because they found this ability to, you know, never like give up hope that like my life can have purpose, even within like the nonstop work and the, you know, they've got, as it said, 10 ounces of bread and like a scoop of soup each day that was like super watery. And they're just now, like, what is 10 now? One, what is 10 ounces of bread? Just like however you would weigh bread. But I mean, like 10 ounces compared to a Stroman slice of bread. How many I don't slices know. of Stroman bread? <laughs> I'm am not I sure. What would be 10 ounces? Who's educated now? Huh? <laughs> Probably not much. <laughs> Do you think it's no, a no, slice? No, no, just because I asked it's questions that are hard. It's more than a slice. Mean. 10 ounces is, well, 16 ounces is a pound. So exactly. So ten ounces to me might be a lot of bread. Actually, it's probably like <laughs> it's probably like a what are you roll. a Nazi? It's probably like a, <laughs> you're like no, we we fed them it's also, well. It's also probably like <laughs> it's probably not like fuck? light bread. It's, it's probably really shitty like hard bread. Oh, so okay, the hardness okay. probably <clears throat> the hardness factor. For the majority that of definitely it. fucks it. Out. It wasn't no. Yeah. They definitely yeah. They were we, <laughs> we buy the King Strowman mm-hmm. and like that shit is legit. I don't care what anybody says. They weren't giving the Jews the fresh bread. I'm guessing. Definitely not. So it was ten, 10 ounces a day? That was their, yeah, they had 10 ounces of bread a day and then like a fucking horseshit, you know, scoop of. Wow. A scoop of like, like whack ass soup. stew. Like it was like whatever, pea, like, pea and potatoes. And like the most, of, most of the time stew. it was just like water. It was like just like the. The broth. The, yeah. Now, yeah, I, I do think I saw that or like read excerpts from that book or something before. And then there was a show on Netflix. It was like, it wasn't called Nazi killers or something like that, but that's what they were. They hunted them after Hunters. The war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you did watch that. Yeah, it was on Amazon Prime, I think. I feel like they took yeah. some the of the Victor I didn't Frankl watch the stuff. Thing. It's good. Yeah, you and probably. And so, uh, yeah, no, that was pretty badass, that show. Yeah, I really like that show. Yeah, it, it I'm brought excited me into for the it next. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but. And then my girlfriend happens to be Jewish. And like, I don't want anything to happen to her. I am German. Thanks, <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> I am German. Yeah. But she doesn't hate me for that. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. And then, you've, healed lime- you've healed the lineage. And I'm only a certain <laughs> percentage. Like, part of me is Polish. Part of me is Irish. What's the other part? Okay. Yeah, if you were, were if you were a Nazi in the Holocaust, you European definitely would have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm every type of white person there yeah. is mixed into. So one. am I. <laughs> I am Irish, <laughs> Polish, or you know Ukrainian. I'm Ukrainian, um, Irish, French, Dutch, and Italian. Damn. Italians man. weren't considered white until later, but you're like eight kind of white people. Yeah. I'm four. I'm four kind of white people wrapped into one. Yeah. I feel like I have some black in me, but I, I don't. I don't know. I never did ancestry. You never did ancestry. Did you do it? Um, my aunt did, so I was able to like confirm what was like on my dad's side, and then uh, unless my mom's side happens to have any African American, but I doubt it. How much? See, I always, for some reason, I always thought that like I never did it myself. But I thought that you had to ejaculate into a cup and say, <laughs> like, for some reason, I always thought that. I think it's just that. your saliva. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something real simple like that. But for some reason, I had in my head for the longest time that you had to ejaculate into a cup and then mail it through, like, FedEx or whatever. I mean, and then you get your DNA. 
But because I was like, where do you get DNA from semen? Like the cops, like you know what I mean? Like they go to a crime scene and that's where they get the DNA from the semen stains. Because <laughs> people are just like jerking that. all off after they murder someone. <laughs> so, so basically, from like CSI and shit like that, I thought basically, yeah, you got to jerk off. You can pull DNA cult, from anything. Send it to Ancestry. But um, now I know better. Mm-hmm. Now I know better. I sent them a, a cup of jizz, but they never got that. <laughs> but also, they, they're now saying like a lot of that stuff is super like not reliable. There, I just read a story. A man, he was in jail for. All right, so here's the story. Netflix um, hired or, or paid for the rights from this book of this woman's memoir, who she got. She was raped in 1999 in like Syracuse, New York. And she wrote a book and it was like a big, big selling book. Netflix bought it to make a movie version of it. And the person who was in charge of like, you know, converting the book to movie started investigating it. And she started realizing that the person who was uh, um, convicted of the rape and went to jail is like, this isn't adding up. Like there's holes here. Which person realized that? that? The person who for the person who was adapting the book into a film, they were like going through the story and they're realizing like this this doesn't add up. Like this person shouldn't be in jail, <laughs> and they started like going about it and they got the person released and ended up being they used like um, a DNA test that was su- that has like a ninety percent faultiness. Right, right. <laughs> and so this guy was in jail for fuck since nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Till like just. Like a few months ago. And that's Did he at least get jacked while he was in jail? I don't know. I mean, because that's basically, that's the but one like, question I have. And it was just like, in the, and then the woman who wrote the book, she was saying that the, she, she failed to identify him in a lineup. It was just a lineup of black men. And the police at the time encouraged her to pick one of them. And so the police were like, she, and so she picked that. And because of that, he ended up going to jail. That, that happens so frequently. If you watch the, the show on Netflix, When They See Us, it's about the Central Park Five. Have you ever heard of that case? That was like... A little bit, but kid, enlighten, like, enlighten us a little bit. So it was these kids who, um, teenage kids, they were doing something stupid the night of this murder where I guess kids in the neighborhood, they would run through Central Park and pick someone and just like jump them. And it was like a group of like 30 kids. Huge group. And... The Dude, night that they did one, those yeah, kids, it but anyway, sucks. but yeah, it's like, so it's like when you start from that, people are like, Oh, well fuck these kids. But when you realize what ended up happening to them, like they're just being dumbass kids who ran along and did this. The other night in the other part of central park, someone got raped and killed and someone got raped and like almost beat to death. This, this white woman who was going for a jog, the police found out about that. And then they realized like all these kids were around just running out throughout central park and they like randomly picked like five of them and arrested them and brought them down to, you know, the precinct by themselves without parents, without lawyers and started interrogating them and pretty much just got all of them to admit to doing it, even though they did not do it. Yeah. And, they grill you long enough for like yeah. hours and hours and, and like hours. The police used leverage against their parents to be like, if you don't do this, then we're going to, you know, they threatened, you know, their parents with, you know, other things because their parents would have records or whatever they'd be. And they ended up just were able to bring this case uh, against these kids that they murdered this woman, which they did not at all. And these kids went to fucking jail for the one went only one of them got prosecuted as an adult. 
he went to Riker, Riker's Island for 16 years when he was like 17 years old. And the other four were in like intensive juvenile for however many years until they got out. But, and then it wasn't until the story is actually the one who went to Rikers in prison met the guy who actually did the murder and he met him and the, the, the he actual, met, he met, him he met the guy who actually raped the, it was, sorry, it wasn't murder. The guy who actually raped the woman. So in prison, he met, yeah. he met him and he, the, the rapist started to become more religious and he was more like a follower of Christ at the time. And he would, um, notice like what a good person that kid was. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't remember his name, but the one who is uh, falsely, you know, prosecuted and put in jail. And he started to like, because of that, he started to feel bad. And then he went and no fucking and he, way. And he admitted wow. he was like, I was the one who did it. And they did the DNA test and they saw his DNA that raped that woman. And then he got released. Wow. So, but if it wasn't for that, he would be in jail forever. No, I mean, but we already know like that's some shit. the prison system, the justice system. I'm not saying it's a hundred percent flawed, but like sometimes they want to just flawed. show, okay, we have the person. We caught the person because it's better to say that than to tell right. the news. We they have no away. fucking idea. They yeah. got away. Cause Dude, then, it's hard to prove that somebody did something. So the cops have a hard fucking job to do. Like, yeah, but that doesn't excuse them. Like. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think it, I'm not saying it excuses them. I'm just, I'm just saying like, I do think that they should be allowed to say like, we didn't catch 90% of these people. (laughs) Like, you know, it's, it's, it's fucked up. Like if you, if a crime gets, you know, made against you, maybe you need to, you know, take a photograph. Maybe you need to watch your back a little more than we do because it's really hard to prove that somebody did some shit. I think they should be allowed to have like a, you know, more of a failure rate or not a, you know, just so you're not getting the wrong people. But like at the same time, there are a lot of people that you really do need off the streets. And so I'm like, I don't know. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's really hard to do. And so I think it's, and especially like, it's such like a big machine. Like it's not it's too much money personal involved. at all. Like if if we were all like little towns, like in the old west, everybody knew everybody. The sheriff knew who everybody was. The sheriff can put together who did shit. He knows. He knows the people. He can. But it's so like we're so detached now from everybody else. Things things are so impersonal and like the cyber age and everything too. Like I feel like you can so easily get things wrong because there are these these entities that you're attached to that are just giant machines like law enforcement and the government and stuff like that. So like, it's just, it's hard. And I don't think there's like an easy solution to it either. I think it's just a bitch. I think just people being more honest. <laughs> it's like, listen, <laughs> I sucker punched that dude, but like he was looking like a real bitch walking down my street. Okay. No, like, <laughs> I'm saying, like, with the police thing, I do know they have a tough job. I'm not anti-police. I would like there to be deep changes in the police force, but I do know they have a hard job. I don't think ever is it okay to, like, frame someone or to misuse your power. And, like, I think we have to all admit that these DNA tests aren't 
always a hundred percent and that and also just all of us admit there are a lot of people in lockup that shouldn't be there even if it's for like even if they were guilty but like they shouldn't have gotten as many years or whatever like I think there just needs to be and then maybe some people need longer sentences because they're while in prison kicking the shit out of people now I have I have a question for both you guys because (laughs) I watched this one show and I'm not going to get into what that show was or, but it was a guy who seemed to me like there was obvious evidence that the police did plant DNA evidence and stuff like that. Right. And it was like, so the show was to make you mad at those police and be like, dude, that dude needs to get off. But it was like a very small town. I think the cops knew this dude knew that he was a sick fuck, knew that he was the only dude in town who would do this. The thing happened right near this dude's house, like on his lot or something like that. And then I think that they planted the evidence so that justice would be served. And to me, if I was a cop and I knew some sick fuck raped and murdered some woman and I knew that he would get away, get off, if I didn't plant some evidence... I might plant some fucking evidence. So I don't know. I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about that because that's like, there's legal things you're supposed to follow and like, oh man, they fucked up. Those cops are bad cops. What if those cops are actually good people and they wanted actual justice to be done? Why couldn't you find actual evidence? But the the law, the law wouldn't allow actual justice to be done if they, because they couldn't do what they needed to do to get him convicted. And so to me, I was, I was thinking the whole time, I was like, dude, they might have done, I don't know. I don't know the people or anything, but I, I thought on that side of it for a second. I was like, wait, what was Certain you, laws are meant to be broken. What guys think about that. Certain laws are meant to be broken. For example, in some states, it's illegal to have anal. That's crazy. Seriously. Certain laws like that, <laughs> I think you can break. Now, this is a serious law. I don't even know what to say. If I heard of someone How who do you did get that, caught doing the anal anyway in those states. That's what I'm saying. It's know, so the, weird. Like, yeah. It's so it's such a weird thing to have a law about it. They're but like, uh, both of your neighbors said you were engaged in <laughs> anal sex. And they're like, Your Honor, my na- my neighbors did you, like, post it, in the vicinity. You, like post it on your OnlyFans from that state and they're like, Can't oh. do that here. How did they know what hold that I had in it? You know, yeah, like that's that's hard to it's hard to convict. Sometimes you might need to frame it. Okay, let me answer your thing. If you were a cop in that situation and you planted evidence because you, if you really knew, if you really knew that that person was doing shit and for some reason you just couldn't get hard evidence, but you like knew, like somehow you knew that 100%, then yeah, I would Like you know people, (laughs) you know the people who are around you. Like, like if you, if you're in a community, you get to know the people around you. uh, Yeah, but you can't really... I don't know. I don't know, man. You, I think you can know if somebody's yeah. if you know the all the people on that street, you know them very well. You've been working there thirty years and stuff like that, and you you know them, and you know this is the only. There is no other possible way anyone else on that street could have done it, and it happened right there. And you know this dude's a little twisted. You know he he done some shit in the past. You know, like but you better you just, be like and, certain. And even you better but, but be wait, like. But wait, wait, you know, you know how when you know someone, you, you can know they're lying too. You can know it deep in your soul. You know they're lying, but there's no way to prove they're lying. Mm-hmm. They can just say, ah, I wasn't there. 
And then, but you know completely that they were there and you know, when it's personal, it just gets tricky, you have but some, the human part of you knows certain things when you know people. And then, so yeah, if I like just basically knew and then, but couldn't prove without beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law, I might set that motherfucker up. <laughs> That's why you're not a police. <laughs> How dare I mean, you? I'm applying. You should be a police officer. <laughs> I'm just saying, get like, you. they might be more of a hero than the police who decided they wouldn't take that risk to their to their career, to their family life, to their who's more of a hero? The person, the police officer who took more of a risk to bring justice, risk laid their whole career on the line. Why not go actually, one step further and Dexter the whole situation and just murder him? That's what I'm talking about. Dexter's <laughs> awesome. Um, I mean, that'd be a rarity. That'd be a rarity within the. I mean, I'm not here to. Shit talk police. Yeah, I love how... But, see, why would you go to... But, <laughs> you took like, that. the odds of that happening are so so on the other... Like, the odds of it happening that way versus how many times it's happened where they framed people who didn't do it. I just... To me, I feel like maybe... But I get it. Like, that would be, like... I guess that's a question of morality and stuff like that. What's the, what's the morally thing to do? But, uh... I, I think like, I think the system's changing. I think as these things come to light... I'm hoping that the courtroom becomes a real place of let's find the truth instead of this side versus the other and who's winning and like who can be nastier and who can make someone even cry or shake on the stand. Like that's not what it's supposed to be. We're trying to figure out the truth. Something horrific happened or whatever. Let's find out what really happened without like this lawyer going against this lawyer. And it's like, it should be more of like a team. Like, let's get to the bottom and make sure our collective is safe and looked after and also understand why shit's popping off like it is. No one likes to really look at... Like, the... listen, public defender, I'm the <laughs> DA, but I think we should come together and maybe understand why this shit's popping off. Yes. What do you think? They're Ex- like, man, fuck you, DA. <laughs> but there's too much You're money in You're my enemy. That's why it's fucking capitalism. That's why, that's why the world's <laughs> fucking capitalism. burning down in flames because people don't know how to there's too come much, together. There's too much money involved in the conflict. There's a lot of money involved in conflict. There's a lot of money involved in war. Like Conflict is good for <laughs> this destructive world when it's like based, everything's based on competition. So like, you know, competition's good. So when there's sides to something, there, it's going to be fun. Like, What's going on right now with the abortion rollback? Have you been, been updated with that at all? No, I need to hear it, and so does our audience. So, the, they're not very educated. So either. the Supreme Sorry, Court. Audience. Don't say right, that. Just you kidding. Don't audience. Go down real quick. <laughs> Supreme Court is six to three conservatives to liberals, so they have the majority. Um, oh, it's six to three. Six to three. Damn. It's not good. I didn't know they were I mean, killing if you're it like that. Someone who. God doesn't damn. want to destroy the it's world. It's good if it's you're Republican. It's good if you're living in 1950. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I'm very progressive minded in terms of like, I don't know. I don't even like the word the progressive, but in terms of like, do we want to create a sustainable world? Like just the majority of the conservative viewpoint, it's just not working. And it's like been proven time and time again that like it's not working. Now that I'm saying like the democratic part of things has plenty to be, um, I don't affiliate with that anymore I either. either. I can't even call myself Democrat. It like has plenty. But anyway, but the, the current state of this, the six to three, they want to roll back the abortion thing to make 
abortion's illegal. And the parts that they're um, Roll back. rolling back is like they're going to give up a lot. Of, they're going to allow allow a lot of states to decide whether or not they want abortion. So all like the deep Come south on, states, Texas. Mississippi, Alabama, all those places are going to Yeah, but PA like, has like the Philadelphia part. people be fucking and they don't want the consequences. So some like, parts of, but here's the craziest part. And we've said this, like I'm not original in saying this. I love how they want to stop abortions, but no one's fucking taking care of the people that are alive. It's true. Like I know so many people in misery, sadness, you know, whether it's, yeah, it's career or whatever is going on in their life. And it's like, I think it's a beautiful concept to care about life. I do. But when you're like fighting for it in that one area, but then not actually making sure that everyone has shelter, things to eat, like there are already too many fucking people. People are dying of COVID. COVID's the perfect time to get abortions. I'm not saying <laughs> I would. Like this, but like, like, you're just going to be born and get COVID <laughs> and then really be so not a pain. I'm just saying like, Things are a bit broken right now. Like, I'm not saying don't have a kid if things are working and you want one, obviously. But, like, to be, to say, like, no to abortions and to not take care of the children and then the adults, people aren't even taking care of veterans back from wars. Like, what? People aren't taking care of people that have, like, needs. We have homelessness. Like, what, what, the, what are you guys doing? Like, because it's about control. It's not about, it's not about life. It's not about, it's, it's about, about feeling like a good person. It's about choosing one fucking thing to fight for and then ignoring the bigger picture. Cognitive I know, I know a lot of vegetarians, animal rights people who do that. It's like, it's great to have a cause and to fight for something just, but like, it's a huge whole picture. Yeah. It's cognitive dissonance, which means like having like conflicting values. Like, so like, all right, you value life in this essence, but like, do you want to are you okay with paying more taxes so that women have paid maternity leave so that they can stay home and take care of their kids and have paid daycare so that they when it's time to go back to work that they don't have to spend you know multiple thousand dollars a month to have their no. you know kid watched no they don't no, and they don't no care one, about the depression they don't yeah. care about postpartum or people just being unhappy it's like oh here's some pills let us throw pills at you yeah. constantly once again not fixing it but it's just constantly like sweeping things under the rug. And for me, the abortion stuff, like I honestly, like I understand the point of view of pro-life. Like obviously, like they think it's murder. I get that to a point. But like when you're not taking care of, of people in general, it, yeah. it, it, the point is also, falls flat. Like it doesn't make If you want to be personally pro-life, like you're more entitled to like, you don't get an abortion. But anyway... My original point of bringing and this I up And I do believe was, in having some kind of a time limit to the like like if you're unless it's a medical emergency yeah, but like, like if how you're fast the doctors have If to you're do 5 it. months pregnant and just like you know what like it's like yo if you had like 5 months like that's where I get a little unless there's a, a weird circumstance but it's like if you know you're pregnant and you don't want it like do that quicker than later <laughs> Don't wait because the abortions clinic mm -hmm. having like a Black Friday discount. Yeah. So you wait till month five, you so, know, get it, get it at full price. There's a couple <laughs> ways they could take this. You're sick. <laughs> but um, the reason why I originally brought it up with you talking about like all the money that's involved in conflicts. So the, you know, we're like brainwashed into this paradigm of like Democrat, Republican, 
right now, like the Democrats for years could have passed the Roe v. Wade to make abortion legal into law. Like it, w- it wouldn't have just been a court opinion, a judiciary opinion. It could have been written into law. They could have done it for years. They could do it now because they have control of the presidency, the Senate, and the House. So it's just go. precedent from that but one court what it case? Does, there's so much money involved in the abortion debate where you think about how much money people donate to Planned Parenthood, how much money people donate against anti-abortion um, activist groups, that, that, that fight creates so much money. And the fact that this, this battle over this can keep like, it's constantly at bay where like the Republicans can consciously just be like, well, the Democrats, and it's a very emotional thing. It's a very emotional debate. So the Republicans be like, well, the Democrats want to kill babies. So give us money. And then the Democrats go like, well, they want to take away your right to abortion and take away women's rights. Keep giving us money. Whereas like you could have you passed You can make this. it sound horrible on either side. Yeah. Yeah. And you can pass this. You could have passed this and like it could have been done in the back. All right. This is forever law now. But the Democrats don't want to do that because they can raise a shit ton of money off the fear of they, those guys over there are going oh, to take away that yeah, thing yeah. that you lo- like your right. women's rights. Yeah, good call. And because of that, they'll never get to a place where we actually resolve the issue. And from the other end, everyone put your penises so, away, lock <laughs> up your vaginas. Right. And so celibacy. Like, <laughs> and so like, if you don't want to have a baby, don't stick it in. That's the new rule, I guess. So that's what now <laughs> there's going to be millions and millions of dollars raised because of this new threat from the, from the Supreme court taking away the abortion, rolling back it out. The democratic party is going to make so much fucking money from this. Cause they're like, well, you need to elect more Democrats. You need to elect more Democrats. There's so much money in the electoral cycle. It's just a big business. And on the other end, as a republic, so say if if I personally take, taking it rationally, say I'm pro-life, I believe that abortion shouldn't happen, and you shouldn't make decisions to have an abortion. If I so my ultimate goal would should be not to make abortion illegal, but create circumstances and the environment so the least amount of abortions happen across the board. So how do you make less abortions happen? You improve sexual education. You make access to birth control uh, more affordable, access to health care. You um, increase um, lack of inequality and poverty. You get rid of those things. You create a better environment so that people find themselves in a position where they, don't, sex education. where they don't have to decide between abortion. So like, if that was my position, that's what I would be fighting for. You know, so if I was a Republican and I decided like my position here is like I'm a pro-life Republican, those would be the things I'd be pushing for because I don't like abortion. I want abortion to happen as less as possible. So these are the things that provably, scientifically prove that will take the abortion rate down. Making abortion illegal will not take it down. People will still get abortions. People will take risky abortions. More people will die. Same amount of people will die. I'm going hardcore Christian on this one. Everyone (laughs) put it away. Put it away unless unless you're ready unless you're ready to have have that baby. Back to condoms, dude. Condoms. I'm gonna put stock back in condoms because they're on the rise. Yes. It's like when our brother Snoop Dogg, you know, he had a pocket pocket full of rubbers and his homeboys did too. Like I want those days. (laughs) But anyway, do you get my point? 
Whereas like there, there's, there's so much money in conflict, the abortion conflict, the lawyer, the court system. Conflict. No, definitely. There's which, so I mean, much, you actually, once you got to it, get, it like, definitely blew my mind. There's what you tons were saying of fucking there, yeah. money in this war, this conflict between each other. That's why it'll never, that's why it's not getting right. to a point where like, well, we go to the courtroom to find the truth. No, we go to the courtroom to spend shit tons of money for this lawyer and this lawyer and the judge and the whole judiciary system. They make tons of fucking money. Well, you know, mind, well, body, mean, spirit, connection. Like, you live, <laughs> you live a life like that, it's going to rip you apart. Dude, I don't know. I, I kind of just think there's, <laughs> anytime there's any decisions being made or any conflicts being had, there are so many ulterior motives and so many just, you know. The there are ways. Everyday things you, you do. There's like, there's 15 different motives in your head for doing what you do mm-hmm. at, at any one point. And so, like, to say there's, I mean, nothing's real. Nothing's real straight up. I don't think anyway. I just think it's like this. Really, competition's great to a point. Like, if it drives you to move forward and be productive, that's good competition. But then competition can quickly go into such a negative place where you're just wanting to win and it's about the win and not feeling good so like in the courtroom or like even these political debates we're talking about abortion but it could be anything guns whatever you know healthcare. but like people just like holding steady to something and like i'm gonna win i'm gonna win and it's just it's just it's lame the the kind of conflict that's everywhere it's not exciting conflict i see it in movies you know how bored I am with most of these movies that I'm watching. It's like, oh, this is a great TV show. And I'm like, oh, it's like everything's so hack. It's like the same fucking fight scenes, the same fucking storylines. Not for everything, but it's like I'm ready for a new kind of story. Not where like the same people have to, even like in every fucking Marvel thing. And I love Marvel. Some of them are pretty good, but some of them it's like, Fight, fight, another evil villain, another evil alien, Get another the next evil gem. machine. Get the yellow gem this time. <laughs> exactly. It's like, and it's all just fighting and quick lasers and guns. And Purple it's like, gem, next come movie. On, like, I, there, there's more out there. I can feel it. There's, a, there's different ways to, Ram Dass to get had along. A good, I was listening to a Ram Dass podcast bored. one time, and he said, Comp- competition can only be afforded if it's rooted within collaboration. So collaboration is first. And a good example when I try to uh, get this idea through to people is think about the NFL. Right. Right. right, right. So they're out there. Huge system. They're competing. Collaboration to let them compete against each other. Yes. And they're competing against each other at the highest level of athleticism out there. These guys are the biggest, fastest, strongest athletes in the world. But they're rooted within collaboration. There's oh, a reason completely. why it's so organized and, the, and it's so, Oh yeah. And also yeah, like they, the, they create rules engineered like and you, so you stay within the boundaries of the rules and you don't do things like play dirty. Well, it happens from time to time, but it's the rules are created to discourage dirty play as much as possible because you're lined up. So say you're a, def, uh, a defensive player and you got a quarterback on the other Aaron Rodgers, right? So Aaron Rodgers is, the you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league is a huge face and in the one league. Of draws the biggest draw so to the league. If I'm even with women and yes. shit like that, like people, you know, if he's fucked up, mm-hmm. you're getting less people 
to make your money exactly yes exactly is that just where exactly i'm going with it so like if i was just thinking from a place of competition if i'm about to tackle him i'm like want to be like i want to break his fucking leg because i don't want him to play anymore because i want to win but looking in terms of if he's no longer able to play that's less people that are more people come to these games and pay money and watch tv to watch Aaron Rodgers play and compete. And if I take him out, that's less money for me. Like yep, I suffer yep. from that because then we all make less money because I did something dirty and now he's not there. Right. So the collaboration is the primary, you know, uh, point of motivation. And somebody and, who but doesn't yet understand that still thrives with somebody who doesn't understand that a defensive player doesn't understand that fucks up the whole system for everybody yeah They're like what the fuck was he doing and then and they he get suspended he was only doing what he was supposed to be doing <laughs> yeah. he thought he was supposed to go fuck up the other guy on the other side of the field but he didn't understand the whole picture and that's how dangerous mm-hmm. somebody who like who doesn't understand the whole picture can yes be exactly in a, in a situation in yeah any situation like. yeah so that's like because if you look at if you break down the word competition in terms of like greek word like i think it's latin to calm to that's like communal calm and to petit petition to petition someone is like so within this communal work we're petitioning one another forward yeah. to come like to work together so it actually is a the word is to actually like work together and you know because of you know the world we live in of you know capitalism we think the word competition means to crush and step on everything in order for me to win but actually competition, like calm is communal petition to peti- like to yeah. bring forward. I'm petitioning yeah. you with my, um, you know, whatever it is, skill to do the, you do the same back to me. And together we're like in this dance. Yeah. It's very martial arts. I mean, competition yeah. does, Ish. it does sharpen people. It it's does. It's not about you kill the other person. Yeah. It's honestly it's to move with one another. Honestly, yeah. I think, I think the people who become great, it was because they grew up with a group of friends or the people around them that they competed against For sure. that were other strong the product people. of their environment their their friends that they that they competed with because you compete with your friends mm. you, maybe you don't even think about it that way but you do they say something funny you try to say something funnier anything like that but but your friends and then you kind of sharpen each other you get better, they get better. Mm-hmm. As, as they rise up, then you get you rise up, and then it kind of sharpens the whole group. And then maybe gems are made of that. Somebody from that group goes to the NFL, but the only reason that person was able to get to that level was because of the ones around them that helped to sharpen them as well. And then, but it's not about you take out the other person. Yeah, no. That that person is a part of your system. That person is a part of what mm-hmm. builds you up. Like, and you build them up, and then. Yeah. You want to, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely think if people could think of it that way and just uh, we're here together to build each other up and we sharpen each other. Because some, sometimes it's hurt. You got you to put effort in. You got to put effort in to, uh, you know, exert energy to compete with that person or to even, you know, to do anything. And then so sometimes it hurts and sometimes you think, maybe I wouldn't like this, con- you know, maybe I, I don't like this and I'd like to take the other person out. And that's not... I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not as smart as you, Zach. So it comes out as different. Smart. It comes out a, a little slower. No. But, you, know, you got the wisdom. Why do you have to shit on yourself yeah, at the end? Yourself. So that it can what be What you funny. were saying. Well, was great. Yeah, it was great. 
Yeah, you're both very smart. And we actually have to wrap up. <laughs> All right, Zach, yeah, where can yeah. people find you? Um, on Instagram, I'm ZWCampo. Uh, and look up Project Healing Hive. It's a new <laughs> nonprofit that I'm working for. We're trying to bring holistic and alternative uh, therapies to underprivileged people, lower socioeconomic status. So go Zach. Good man. Stuff. Good man. Um, for me, if you want a healing, kwolf27 at gmail.com. And look out, I'll be posting my paintings hopefully this month. I'm still working on them, but One of them is excited. a full frontal nude of me. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding, not audience. Yet. I do want to do that. That though. hasn't been done yet, and I'm not sure if it will you won't be. Do but audience, frontal. keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open for that <laughs> one, okay? All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Zach, for joining us. Thanks, Zach. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.